We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Do you think there was ever a point during this season where you wouldn't have thought I was nuts if I told you that at some point you'd have the New England goalkeeper one and the Minnesota goalkeeper <laughs> two in your rankings? I probably would have thought you were a little crazy, Mm -hmm. but... uh... But here we are. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joining us Wednesday by Skylar Redpath to talk about some Major League Soccer. We're without J.D. Bazo this week. He's um, apparently taking this international break as an actual break, unlike Major League Soccer. But Skylar, your MLS love never stops. So thanks for uh, stepping up this week. Yeah, yeah. Unlike, uh, unlike MLS or random international showdown slates on a Wednesday afternoon. I mean, <laughs> you know me, I jump into, jump into some of that. So yeah, never, uh, uh, but yeah, never ignore a Italy, Ukraine friendly during a week where there are nations league matches, but that wasn't actually a nations league match. Right. Right. It's a little, little sneaky move on DK's part, I think, but Trick hey, us all. 
I've benefited from it. If you know <laughs> yeah. that it's a friendly, then you know there's going to be uh, some potential wonky stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you got to be ready for that as it is. But yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think everybody that was playing knew that it was an actual friendly. Right. Right. So, uh, well, like I said, major league soccer, I mean, I don't want to say it doesn't stop because there are only four games this week, but we have four games this week. So, uh, the season is winding down. So, Obviously, we need to take advantage of hopefully a few people that, uh, you know, maybe aren't paying attention to all the international call-ups uh, because not only are there only four games, but some or four games. Yeah. But some of the uh, players on these teams are missing. Uh, just before we started, you made the point we were kind of going over who wasn't going to be around. And you were like, well, it's guys I wouldn't ever really think of rostering anyway. Except maybe on a four-game slate, and like, well, right. here we are on the four-game slate. So, um, yeah. What are the? Thankfully, some of the big names stayed around. Yeah, like the Carlos Velas. Um, I mean, some of those guys. Obviously, you know Wayne Rooney's not getting called up to England these days, but <laughs> there's still some heavy hitters to um, to choose from. But I think it's going to be pretty select group. Yeah, it's it's enough people where I don't think you can necessarily get everyone you want. I think you can get really close, but um, just because, like you said, the guys that you want from these teams are around, and so obviously guys like Vela and uh, Darwin Quintero, Rooney, Aco- Luciano Acosta, like those are guys you're going to want, but they're also right. the most expensive group there. But um, looking at kind of how the the salaries kind of broke down on your rankings. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting because obviously, um, for your forwards, you have Quintero, Rooney, and Vela, one, two, three. Uh, they're the three most expensive players on the slate. The slate, it's like a DFS term, excuse me, on the, for the weekend. <laughs> uh, Luciano Acosta is like right behind, but, uh, do you see yourself paying up for all three of those forwards this week? Yeah, I really do. I mean, I think it's going to be pretty straightforward. I, I don't think money is going to be too much of an issue for, most teams that are active at this point in the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like all three of those guys are the are truly the best forward options this week. I mean, I don't think there's any reason. I mean, maybe if you want to try to gain some ground in the standings, this is an opportunity to, to be a little different, but I think it could end up backfiring if you don't have some of the heavy artillery in there that ends up, you know, being some of the top scores on the slate. I think it's within that top three forward group right there. Yeah, yeah. Um I see no reason to take anybody else. Like I, the the Christian Pena is kind of an interesting one because he, I guess Quintero home against uh, Colorado is probably a better matchup, but like home against Orlando is like pretty juicy. Um, but if you take Quintero, Rooney, and Vela, like you're not getting Pena. Um, yeah, I think Pena is probably definitely the guy you want to look to if you do need to save some cash. Um, good luck figuring out which one of you know, Quintero, Rooney, or Velo, you're going to plug them in for. Yeah. Because all three of those guys are locked in for me. But, yeah, Pania's 7.9. Um, and Orlando are just in shambles right now. Um, New England's, you know, they're all but eliminated from the playoffs. I mean, there's they're pretty much no shot that they'll make it. But I don't think they quite have the, uh, the eliminated logo next to their name. This right, time. yeah. So, I mean, they've got something to play for, and it's pretty much an ideal matchup for them here. So, yeah, I like Pania. I just it, it would be difficult for me to play him over any of these other three options at this point. 
Yeah, it's like one of those, it's a team that still has like a glimmer of hope versus a team that is long eliminated. Right. Uh, it's kind of like the Toronto FC set up this last weekend at home against Vancouver. Yep. And kind of like their last, you know, last hurrah, like last chance saloon type of deal. And they blew it. I they mean, it, you yeah. kind of tell like it didn't, it, it just didn't seem like the urgency was there. Like it seemed like the players kind of eventually just threw in the town were like, yeah, it's just not happening. So yeah. Um, you got to question New England's motivation here, but um, I, I mean, it's not like they're not scoring goals. I think they've still been scoring some goals, and I think Pania's still been involved, maybe not quite as much as he has earlier in the season, but um, still at home against Orlando, 7.9 million. Um, he's a good forward. I mean, you take out any one of the other three options, and yeah, he's the guy that would be in there for me. Yeah, that's kind of the... I mean, he's he's got to be the easiest differential of the of the entire week. I mean, you, the LAFC guys, um, other than Vela, like if Diamande is in there or Diego Rossi, Urania, Ramirez, like pretty much any of them who starts, like theoretically, also fits that mold. Um, home against Houston's, you know, one that you'll be happy. You know, anybody will be happy to take that matchup. But right. I don't know. I, I just I don't know who you throw out of Quintero, Rooney, and Vela. Like that's kind of the. It's not so much that I like the guys below them more, but like I, I'm not sure. Like I think I would almost put them equally as the top forward this week. Yeah, I mean there are some good differential players out there. I mean, you start you go down my rankings after Pania. I've got um, Rodriguez from Minnesota, who's mm-hmm. actually turned up with a couple of goals here lately, and they're playing at home against Colorado. He's seven point six million. So, I mean, there's guys that you can consider. Diamandes coming off a brace. Uh, Rossi, he's still at – anytime he's at home, he's still a guy I want to consider. Then Arudi, um, Dallas at D.C. I mean, you think D.C. is probably going to um, contain them just with the spot that they're in trying to to uh, punch a playoff ticket. But, yeah. I mean, Arudi, Arudi has been very dangerous in his new role. Teal Bunbury at home against Orlando. I mean, he could – He has. he's been really quiet lately, but – definitely somebody that could turn up with a game so there's differentials out there but I think for me the main thing I keep going back to is like there's there's nowhere to spend the money like midfield you've got (laughs) Costa yeah and there's just not too many you know elite midfield options that you're normally you know packing into your midfield spending all your money there and so I, I really feel like you can justify spending up on all three of those top forwards this week so that's kind of the direction I'm heading with it. Yeah. Um, Acosta is the most expensive midfielder available this weekend. The next highest is Michael Berrios at 10.9. And if you keep scrolling down, what do you get? Thomas Martinez at 9.5. It's like for a game where you're like, man, do I take Ladero or Almiron or Alessandrini or Piatti? <laughs> right. Like the, it, like I feel like, week. yeah, totally. Uh, it just seems like so many of our conversations are like, well, I'm not going to play three forwards this week because I, I really want these four elite midfielders. And now it's like the the band of eliteness is <laughs> has to get pretty yeah. big just because you just – I don't know how far you can really go. Like do you end up only playing three and trying to play – like I, I guess the the odd thing is is that you, you – your your spending up on forward really doesn't hinder you anywhere else. Yeah, I just I feel like the prices are so suppressed. Not I mean not just because of the players, but I mean just because of the the player pool, right? So to speak. Um, 
that, yeah, you're going to have a hard time spending your salary. And I think you can get in who you want this week other than, you know, the, the team, individual team, like four, four individual team players max. It's going to be the only restriction holding you back from who you want. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, midfield's tricky for me. I mean, I do like, I think Acosta is probably going to be pretty much a free space. Everybody's going to have him. Yeah. Um, and then I, I like Lee Wynn. Um, his playing time has been, it feels like it's been a little sporadic lately. Um, but when he's on the field, he's doing some good things. And then we've got Miguel Ibarra, who's um, so up and down. But when he shows up, then he can turn in some big games. And at home against Colorado, this feels like a, a good spot for him. So, Yeah, I think uh, home against Colorado is kind of a reason for you to play anybody. Like yeah. Anytime uh, somebody's home against Colorado, you you have to think about <laughs> taking them. Yeah, it's a pretty uh pretty tried and true fantasy strategy this mm-hmm. season. Most seasons actually, but yeah. um, <laughs> so and yeah, I mean I think uh back to Ibarra, I feel like LAFC and Minnesota are the two teams that we're gonna be running our auto ruse with or our switch ruse off the bench. Yep. So I feel like those those guys are gonna be the ones you're sticking on your bench. I mean LAFC plays Friday night. And then Minnesota play um, early Saturday, I think uh, around noon, somewhere around there, 2 o'clock. 2 Eastern, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, if you want to take a chance with a guy like Ibarra, stick him on your bench, see how he does. If he doesn't produce, then you've got two more games after that to swap somebody into your lineup for. So, um, Yeah, I feel like the after Ibarra, uh, you kind of get into an interesting – thought of whether you want to take another guy from dc which uh according to your rankings would be yamil Assad, uh or another guy from lafc which would be benny failhaber or do you kind of start to diversify the teams a little bit because the next guy on your list diego fagundes is one that really popped out at me i mean like we said home against orlando might be just as good as home against colorado um but it's kind of like do you want um, you know, the bigger piece of the smaller pie, or do you want the smaller piece of the bigger pie in terms of like expecting more goals out of DC and LAFC than, than new England? Like how, right. how far do you, like, do you consider Fagundes kind of on the same tier as Assad and Failhaber and Ibarra, or are they kind of ahead of Fagundes and you have Berrios after that and Agadello? Yeah, so the thing with Fagundes is he would probably be higher up the rankings if not for how sporadic his playing time has been mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a player that I like for fantasy purposes, but um, looking at his game log here, he subbed on and played 21 minutes at Atlanta this last game, ended up with an assist in that 21 minutes. But um, before that, he subbed on at halftime. Um, the game before that, he started and then was subbed off at halftime. Yeah, and They're just a... a for whatever reason, then he's there's a sporadic, you know, pretty consistent, not sporadic, but pretty consistent pattern of him only playing half a game. It's so yeah. weird. Um, I mean, there's one, two, three, there's four games over his last six that he's played only half the game, whether it's starting, starting the game or coming on at halftime. So um, I like him when he's on the field. I just, I can't really trust him. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to throw him in. He's going to get, I mean, obviously we'll know if he's starting, if we can play him, but you know, do you want to take that risk of him being subbed off at halftime, even in a cushy matchup like this? I just, I don't think I'm going there. Um, a guy that I do like on the revolution though, if he starts is Juan Aguidello. Mm -hmm. I feel like that might be a little bit of a differential play in the midfield. If, uh, 
if he happens to start and he's 4.9 million again i don't think i'm going to need the savings there but um i just i love that matchup at home for new england i do think they're going to score some goals so where they'll come from i mean it could be pania could be bunbury and it could be juan aguidello if he's on the field so i'm watching for that i mean the midfielders there's just there's nobody that after Acosta that's completely completely locked in for me right now. So I feel like that's definitely going to be a spot where teams are going to be uh, be different. You'll you'll have a chance to gain some ground on the leaderboard if you make the right choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are there any guys kind of further on the list that you don't necessarily think have? I mean, you obviously would have ranked them higher if you thought they they had a better uh, opportunity. But like, are there any guys that kind of are lower on the list where you're like, actually he might, you know, he could break out, but you just don't think it necessarily happens. Yeah. I think, uh, Zoltan Sieber's one. He came off the bench just last week for DC. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that if he's in the, in the starting lineup, we know that he's capable of doing some damage. So the matchup's not ideal at home to, to Dallas, but again, DC are kind of in their backs against the wall type of scenario right now. So, I think anybody in the DC midfield could turn up with a, you know, sneaky good game. But he's a guy that's going to be pretty under owned if he starts. I mean, especially considering Acosta and uh, Assad ahead of him, and even you know, Paula Ariola, mm-hmm. Polly Nipples is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to uh, to our guy Tom. Yeah, I think I think it was Tom Div- Devo, Devo that came yeah. up with that. Yep. Yep. So um, even Ariola, I mean, he's been starting. I think he started the last game at right back with Emil Fisher out. Yep. Um, he could continue to start there, but I think Ariola's in the conversation. Um, but I think Steber's behind all three of those guys, so he could be kind of a sleeper for D.C. Um, and then I think some of the Minnesota guys are going to get some chances. I think uh, even if a guy like Alexi Gomez happens to get the start, I've got him ranked at 23 right now, mm-hmm. and he's just been pretty bad all season long, but this could be one of those just random games that, you know, he turns up and, and actually does something. So um, Ibsen should be a guy that gets in the mix. I think I want to say Fernando Bob is suspended on yellow, so Ibsen could get back into the lineup. And he's always been just a good four guy, you know, probably going to get you a good four or five points, just bonus points alone. Mm-hmm. And then you never know, he hits that random hockey assist out of the midfield and then he turns in a pretty good game. So, I mean, right. there's – there are going to be guys that show up just kind of out of nowhere, but I don't know if you can really put your put your thumb on any one guy, but there's a few of them that I think could turn up. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, it seems that um, you're pretty high on the New England possibility for a clean sheet, at least with – I'm going to combine goalkeeper and, and um, defender. I, do you think there was ever a point – during this season where you wouldn't have thought I was nuts if I told you that at some point you'd have the new England goalkeeper one and the Minnesota goalkeeper <laughs> two in your rankings. I probably would have thought you were a little crazy, mm-hmm. but, uh, but here we are in that fantasy. Yeah, here we are on a four game slate international break. Um, gotta love MLS, but no, it's, uh, I mean, fantasy is always situational. So I, you know, if, if you would have told me it was, it would have been on a four game slate and 
you know, I might have believed you a little bit more, but um, <laughs> now actually doing the the ranking, the goalkeeper rankings, and I wanted to put Tyler Miller up there at number one. I think he's been probably the most consistent out of the group, and Bill Hamid, Jesse Gonzalez, all three of those guys are probably better actual goalkeepers than uh, the two yeah. I've got ranked one and two. Uh, but I just I couldn't get away from the matchups that both the both Brad Knighton and Bobby Shuttleworth have. Talking about Knighton at home to Orlando, who I mentioned in my notes, they haven't scored in four straight games. So you've got that, and then on top of that, they're going to be without Yoshi Yotun, who's been pretty key in their midfield. Um, and then Dom Dwyer's out with yellow card accumulation. I think their backup forward, Stefano Pino, has been out with some sort of a hamstring injury too. So they're going to be, as bad as they've been in attack, they're going to be um, – even more thinned out this week. And then, yeah, I mean, I just, what, if you want to pile on with a New England and a must-win game scenario, then <laughs> add in that factor too. But I just, I think Knighton's in a pretty good spot, and I'm actually probably going to run out a, right now I've got right. Shuttleworth coming off my bench. And so if Shuttleworth doesn't pitch a clean sheet at home against Colorado on early Saturday, then I'll turn my starter into Knighton just because I'll have the funds to do that. So I'm pretty set I'm, I'm running that one out. I can't believe I just heard that. <laughs> like, it makes total sense. Uh, just like yeah. the Knighton Shuttleworth. Um, yeah, because Knighton plays in the last game of the round. Right, right. Shuttleworth poss- from his old, you know, switcherooing with his old team. Um, yeah, well, I think a lot of people are going to be trying to get uh, Tyler Miller in mm-hmm. on that switcheroo, which I think is fine, but... I think for me, if I'm looking at already rostering Vela, Wynn, and Walker Zimmerman, then I think I kind of want to add throw Benny into the mix or throw another LAFC wow. guy in there too. So I kind of want that uh, fourth field player spot instead yep. of Miller. So that's kind of why I'm leaning towards the, the Shuttleworth Knighton. I think that's definitely reasonable. Um, in fact, when I was going through, it was kind of those, do I want two pieces of DC – of the DC midfield, meaning like Acosta and Assad or Zoltan, like you said, Paulie Nipples is probably not going to make it on my team, but it was like, <laughs> I probably want like win and fail more than anything else. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I paying up for goalkeeper always seems like such a waste when you can get a clean sheet from a defender who also might actually score a goal or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, do you think, so you obviously think paying down a goalkeeper, like I wonder how many people will at least go with Miller right away just because he plays in that first game. And just, I agree with you. It just seems like a waste of an LA spot. Um, are you yeah, considering? Like oh, sorry. He'll be pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I mean, it feels like that's, that's the way that people have been playing it lately. So I, I expect to see him in the majority of lineups, but I feel like the, the four field players is the way that I want to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is there anyone from Houston or Colorado or Orlando that you'd really think about? I didn't add I didn't add Dallas in there because I think you can at least think about some Dallas guys. A Rudy, um, you mentioned before, he's probably the the top of the list of guys I'd like reasonably consider. Barrios, I guess you could also look at. Um, right, but like you're not. You, you can't possibly justify anybody from Colorado, Houston, and um, Orlando, can you? I don't think so. I'd say 
out of all of those, maybe Tomas Martinez is a guy that's he's been he's kind of turned it on recently. So he's kind of a guy on my radar, but nah, I'm I'm not gonna end up on him. Um, yeah, I mean even on even as far as like Dallas goes, I just I don't love the position that they're in. I mean they are they are playing for the Western Conference regular season crown, but I feel like DC are just have a little bit more uh, reason to go out a little harder. I don't. I, don't, I mean, it's it's going to be a good match. I just feel like it might even offset some of these fantasy plays. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still like struggling to speak about DC like they're this juggernaut that they are. Like it's <laughs> weird to me that I'm like they're I, not. They're not that good. I mean, they're not, but they're just they're turning it on at the right time, and they've had some favorable results go their way. So. Simple as that, huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're they're good when they want to be. I guess you could say, yeah, but yeah, yeah. they're not gonna. I don't think. I don't see them making like a deep playoff run or anything like that. But it's just the spot that they're in right now. Mm-hmm. They're what they're two points back of Montreal Impact with two games in hand. So yeah. really, you know, they've got some wiggle room to slip up here. Um, but again, I think we looked at their schedule. Last week, I think they've got like NYC coming up. I yep. think they might have Toronto coming up. So these are the games that you know at home. I mean, this is a tough one too. You're gonna they want to get the results out of the way instead of trying to be counting on something to happen on the last day. Right, right. Decision day. Um, Decision day. It's crazy that they're one of four teams that have only won once away from home. Like one road win, really. Is bad. Like that's bad. That's really bad. Just one. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, Houston, and Colorado are the other teams that have one road win this year. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. You got to keep in mind too, though, that most of those away games were at the very beginning of the season before Wayne Rooney. Yep. Um, came over, and you know they've had a pretty home heavy back end of this this schedule just because of their home stadium opening up mm-hmm. second half of the season or whatever. So that's probably why that number is a little bit skewed, but still, I mean, it's it's pretty bad. I'll totally admit I was dead wrong about Rooney. Like he's been so been much good. better than I thought he would be. I mean, he's not just been like you know, let's get him in here to score some goals and make the people happy. Like he's putting in the work. Yep. And I mean, it's not just scoring goals. I mean, he's setting stuff up. It's dead balls. Like yeah, I've been. I felt I felt good about him coming in, you know, scoring goals and that kind of thing. But I'm just surprised, I guess, by the all-around game that I've mm-hmm. seen come out, coming over. It's been impressive. So I was much more in the thought that he was going to be more Steven Gerrard and Andrea Pirlo than like David Villa <laughs> or Frankie Lampard. Uh, Lampard was like was good when he played, but like yeah. he just never played. It was like such a that was such a bizarre situation but like he was good when he played but right 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 he just never barely ever did um captains do you think there's an obvious one or like it seems like we kept talking about how good those three forwards were Um, yeah i mean i've got Quintero ranked number one i'll probably right now i'm probably i'm leaning towards him Mm -hmm. he feels like the safer one um rooney's been really good lately i think he's had a brace in two straight so um, really good. I just don't know if he keeps that up against Dallas. I mean, Dallas is probably one of the best offensive teams on the board here. So, yeah, and then Vela, I mean, 
Houston just let up four goals pretty easily at Seattle. So I think Vela's in a good spot to show up with a good game. Yeah. Um, right now, I'd probably say it's between Quintero and Vela for me. I'm, sur- um, I'm surprised you think Quintero yeah. is safer than Vela. Yeah, it feels just feels like the. I mean, maybe they're probably on par with each other, but it feels like Quintero has been a little bit better. I guess the way that I would put it is that I I think you'd be you would expect like a goal and an assist from Vela, and I'm not right. sure you would necessarily expect that from Quintero, but I think Quintero is more likely to have a hat trick. Ooh, okay. Like I think yeah. Quintero's ceiling is a lot. Like he is more likely to score for, in my mind than like like I could see LAFC winning five nothing and Vela has like two or three assists, but I'm not sure right. he's scoring the hat trick just because they have so many other guys who can score. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. I mean, it and it feels like too maybe I'm leaning a little bit more towards Quintero on the opponent. You know, home mm-hmm. against Colorado. Sure. sure. It's not like Houston's, uh, I guess when Houston won a play, they can be pretty good, but what what kind of motivation do they have right now? They've won the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, It kind of feels like we saw what their motivation is this last week, or I guess it was Monday night a couple couple nights ago at Seattle. They just got hammered by a shorthanded Seattle attack at that. So, um, yeah, I mean, Quintero, I, I mentioned in my fantasy rankings article that he has a goal or an assist in 11 of his last 12 that's crazy so you know you want to think about his consistency yeah then he's been pretty consistent and just watching the the games like he just has such a huge hand in minnesota's attack for sure um you know it i don't know i feel like Vela's a safe play too but uh Quintero just edges him out for me be it the matchup or i'm um, just you know, the eye test recently, but looking at this, yeah. Looking at this streak that he's on, the only game that he didn't have a goal or an assist was at DC. He had five shots, three on goal and four chances created. So it's not like he just had like a nothing game either. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. He just so, and, and that's the thing too. It's like Minnesota have been, they've had some pretty bad games. Um, and he still happens to show up with a goal or an assist. Like, yeah. That's kind of the, that's one of the main things that sticks with me is just how bad Minnesota are, yet he still finds a way <laughs> to get on the score sheet. So. And here we are talking about having Quintero, Ibarra, some defender, and Shuttleworth. Yep. Loon's stack. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's scary. It's not pretty. I mean, doing the rankings is, is hard enough, and putting a team together i'm still trying to figure out what i'm going to do especially at the back um defenders are going to be a tough one to settle on something i really actually can can click submit and actually feel good about (laughs) yeah the only tough thing with that is that you don't you don't really want like an lafc defensive stack because you obviously want their attackers so it's not like you can hope for like an early clean sheet so that you can just clear out the rest of the guys and just use their money elsewhere. Like you're going to, you know, maybe you have one from LAFC, but then you're probably going to have one from Minnesota. Like it's spread out enough that you're not going to be able to just say, all right, I got two or three clean sheets in the first 
in the first game or the first two games, so I'll I'm set. So it's right. just uh, that's where you're going to have to put the work in, I think, this weekend. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I think I'll probably end up. I might do like you said and just spread it out. Go with Mancian in the back from New England. Yep. Um, Briant has been somebody yep. that's kind of popped up on my radar. He's getting some bonus points lately. So there's my DC exposure. And then maybe just, you know, roll the dice with one of the big Dallas guys like Hedges or Rito Ziegler. Ooh. See what happens with them. Um, I don't know. Or I could go with Michael Boxall instead. There you go. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, that's how people win MLS fantasy, Skyler, with Michael Boxall. That's right. That's, that's how he right. Brings, how he brings it to you. Um, I got, uh, yeah, I got nothing else. I don't know what else you can say about this game week other than it shouldn't be going on. Yeah, we've got a big what uh, last double game week of the season next week. To, next week, yeah. Get excited about. Yep. Um, week 34. Week 34 with games Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Just to... No Saturday. No Saturday. And the Wednesday is all the... It's five Eastern Conference games at 3 o'clock Eastern and five... Was that six? Western Conference games. Uh, at 5 Eastern. That looks like a decision day, but it's not. Yeah, it's uh, it's got to be something, uh, I don't know, maybe some sort of pre-conference. What's funny is that I, like a lot of other, actually not not even a lot of other, there are a few. Um, England obviously does it. They do it in France. Um Italy does it a little bit. Spain kind of spreads out more, but like very rarely do you see an MLS slate like with a ton of games going on at the same time, which um, for somebody who doesn't want to track lineups all day is nice. But then I look at this schedule and I'm like, oh, it's weird. Like, what do you what do you do with all these games on at the same time? Um, right. Especially if there's a bunch of good ones going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I don't have this issue with the other leagues, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Anybody has any follow-up questions for Skyler, you can find him at DraftKicks on Twitter. Um, he and I are also available in the Rotowire Discord, which is open for all subscribers. If anybody would like to get in, uh, just go to rotowire.com slash chat, and there's some instructions right there for you to join us. So, Skyler, thank you for all of that, and uh, good luck this week. Yep, good luck. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.